0: Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Snolting. I'm the Regional Director for KW Colorado. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Jenny Hart to learn how she became the entrepreneur we see today and what makes her thrive. Jenny, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey there. How are you, Russ?
0: I'm doing great. I'm so excited to get to uh, spend a little time with you this morning. Let's dive right in. Tell us your story, uh, how you got into real estate, what you did before a little bit, and and what got you to KW.
1: Yeah, so this is always kind of a funny story, but I used to be a police officer. That was my passion, my love, and then, you know, politics and wanting to get married and start a family. Things just kind of changed, and I was working for the city manager in the city of Boulder. I was her assistant. And right after I had my son, um, you know, we decided that my husband was going to be a stay at home dad. So he left his job also with the city of Boulder and, you know, went on maternity leave, did the FMLA for 12 weeks, went back for about two months. And then one day I was just like, I can't do this. I hate this job so much. And I miss my kid and I quit. So my husband had no job and I had no job and we had a newborn baby and a new house and all the things. And, um, I just, I was like, what am I going to do? And my father-in-law who's in his seventies was testing to get his real estate license just for something to do. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, a, a career path or anything, just he was bored. And so I was kind of intrigued and I'm like, well, I can do that. And so I did. Um, I found a school that I could go to full-time, knock it out in like a month, and I did. Um, At that school, every day, a different brokerage would bring us lunch, and they would talk about their brokerage and why they're the best. And I heard from everyone, mom and pop, big competitors. Um, But every time a KW agent came in, they were just poised and professional and they talked a lot about the training and the value that Keller Williams brings, whereas everybody else was just, we're cheaper, we're cheaper. You don't need to pay a cap, right? right. And I firmly believe you get what you pay for yeah. and not having any background in sales or real estate or marketing, I knew that I needed somewhere with a support system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so- Seven years ago, actually, this month, I joined KW. Uh-huh. I haven't left.
0: Wow. Seven years ago this month. Okay. Yeah. So um, how long were you a, a, a cop before that? About six years. About six years. Okay, yep. great. Yep. And uh, okay, awesome. So so you joined um, the, the office where you're currently licensed seven Correct. years ago? Yep. So tell us what your what your um, successes have looked like as a realtor. I mean, what, you know, what's your growth been like?
1: Wild Uh (laughs) unexpected. So my first year, I was like, you know, if I sell five or six homes to replace my salary, that's going to be great. Yeah. And Russ, I was hungry. I was terrified. I had a new baby. I had to make this work. Yeah. So my first year in real estate, without any help, I sold 36 homes. Really? Yeah. So that was, that was challenging in itself. It was amazing beyond anything I could have dreamed of. But it also brought me to a point where I had to hire somebody. And I didn't know right. how to hire somebody. And I didn't know how to teach them what to do. And so there were some of the growing pains of actually starting to become a business owner rather than a salesperson. Yeah. It's not ever something that I ever wanted to do. Um, my patience can be short. I don't right. like king. Um, if you're familiar with the disc, I'm a 99 D like it's really? just go no, do no explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was great. I hired an admin and it worked out for a while and I've been through a couple since then. And I finally feel like now I have my, my solid groups. So about Three, four years ago, I actually hired my mom and the company she was working for was moving, you know, over an hour away and she didn't want to drive. And I knew that I needed someone who had integrity and would have my back and really be invested in me and my business. Yeah. And, um, you know, that has its growing pains too, right? Like, okay, right now you're my mom and right now you're my employee. So differentiating that can be really hard, but it's good. Uh, because we can be open and communicate and just get stuff out on the table, you know. Yeah.
0: So is um, it just you and your mom, or are there other people involved as well? No,
1: there's there's others. So almost a year ago, I hired another full time admin. So my mom, Lori, she does all the TC stuff mm-hmm. as well as all of my bookkeeping. Got it. And then I have Vanessa, who I hired in November, and she is just amazing. Like she is that thorough, detailed person who can look at our systems and say this isn't working. Let's fix it. And she's documenting all of our processes and we have great SOPs and video trainings and yeah, she's really good with client care. I think mm-hmm. my mom has a lot of D in her too. So right. when it's like, all right, we have to call our clients and be lovey-dovey. It's not the thing that we are best at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so Vanessa really picks up all of that. She coordinates open houses and make sure that we're getting really good feedback from those agents to give to our sellers. Yeah. So she, she's the detail and the the love behind us, I think. Yeah. And I also have a part-time virtual assistant, Marvin, who's been with me for several years and he does all of my Google, YouTube, video editing, SEO, um, Hmm. Facebook posting, all of that stuff. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: So 36 transactions in your first year, where's the business gone since then?
1: Yeah. So it continued to grow. In 2021, I had my best year. Um, I grossed over a million dollars in GCI. So it was 84 transactions. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was just me, my mom and Marvin. I don't know how we did it without Vanessa.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So 84 transactions that year. And I'm back down to averaging, you know, in the fifties again, I think 2021 was a little bit of an anomaly just due to interest rates. Yeah. Uh, but I'm certainly- yeah, the market
0: changed a lot in twenty uh, twenty two, yeah, especially yeah. that second half of the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. uh, I think we're expecting, I think we're expecting to see possibly fewer than four million sales in the U.S. this yeah, year.
1: I think you know people saw that we had two and three percent interest rates, and they're assuming that's going to happen again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, you guys that are waiting for that to happen, are you waiting to fill your gas tank when it's back to $1.50?
0: <laughs> right. It's
1: just, it's not going to happen. So I think exactly. we need to get used to what the new normal is and realize that this is still a historically low interest rate and
0: we'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, I saw um, I saw a big headline yesterday. I was on, on a flight on the way home from Austin, Texas, and uh, the flight said, you know, rates have reached their highest point in decades, and I think they're seven, seven. And um, we're still just a little bit under the average um, across, you know, recorded times. Sorry. And um, so it's kind it, of, it, it, we're, we're just really at normal right now.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, I, I encourage my people to reach out to me because the media says one thing and it doesn't exactly translate or correlate into what's happening now, right? Right. Like I saw an agent this week somewhere and she, she was advising her client to wait for a recession to buy. And I'm like, all right, well, recession does not equate to housing crisis. Homes right. continue to appreciate in recessions. Right. The big recession that we all clearly remember was, you know, 0809. that was caused by housing. Right. So I think people just need to look at us personally as their trusted advisor before mm-hmm. they go to the media and panic.
0: Exactly. And you know, um, our nearly our, our nearly 35% drop in units this year says that we actually are in the recession <laughs> for housing. like like this sector is acting in a recessionary way mm-hmm. as prices go up, units are way down, prices are up, rates are, are high. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that yeah, that logic doesn't really make make a ton of sense.
1: Yeah. And, and it's weird too, because we're still considered in a seller's market because we have no inventory. So right. <laughs> there's just so much weird stuff that takes yeah. a minute to explain, you know,
0: I, uh, uh, you weren't at mega camp in Austin, were you?
1: I wasn't this year. Yeah.
0: Um, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan did this, um, did their usual financial discussion mm-hmm. and they talked about, um, they had a better way of saying it than I'm about to say it, but it was basically about, you know, you've got like the tale of two cities. You've got the the person that spends all of their money on their home and drive a cheap car, yep, or you've got the people that spend all of their money on their car and they're worried about the 7% interest rate. And um, and it's kind of a funny thing, because I do think one of the things that's going on right now is people are driving around with $1100 car payments at like 8 9 10 12 15% yep on $100,000 you know new Jeep Grand Wagoneer and they're afraid to buy a home to live in and sleep in at 7% right right so
1: right
0: it's 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 a funny funny market that way so um where's your business come from?
1: You know, a lot of my business is from my sphere and my past clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a good pillar of business that comes from divorce attorneys. Mm -hmm. I kind of naturally got into that. Now I have several attorneys who just send me a court order with me as the listing agent before I've seen the house or met the client.
0: Really? Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they'll just say, here's the court order, go. Um, And Mm -hmm. I always swear I'll never do another one. And then I charge them higher rate than all my other transactions and I keep doing them. So, Uh um, but yeah, I would say mostly sphere past client business. Um, a lot of divorce attorney and Google is pretty good as well for me.
0: Awesome. So, you know, recently KW updated their, their mission, vision, values, beliefs, and perspective. And we added this purpose statement that we're a place where entrepreneurs thrive. I wonder how does that statement uh, KW as the place where entrepreneurs thrive. How does that um, strike you?
1: I, I mean, it totally hits home. First of all, I wouldn't be where I am right now and have the life that my family has if it wasn't for KW and their support and their systems, their proven systems. Um, as far as being an entrepreneur, Keller Williams teaches you how to be a business owner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Before selling real estate, they teach you the foundational building blocks. So you do it the right way from the beginning. And I think that's what saved me. If I was anywhere else and I had those 36 units and needed to hire somebody, I don't know that I could have done it. I probably would have crumbled. Right. Um, what's also awesome is in any market center you go to, there's such a variety of agents there that maybe there's no investors, maybe they have 500 investment properties, maybe they specialize in VRBO, maybe they specialize in long-term rentals. So I have started building my portfolio. Um, I'm on my third rental property. We're actually closing today and I purchased it through my IRA. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't really know how that works, but essentially you pull the money from your IRA to buy the property and your IRA owns the property. So you still manage it, but it's owned by your IRA. So there's some tax benefits and stuff with that. Interesting. Yeah. um, I mean, I'm expecting to cash flow about a grand a month. That's here in Colorado, which is kind of unheard of right now. That is
0: unheard of. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think my IRA will be growing substantially, not only the cash flow, but the equity game, you know?
0: Did you have to did you have to hire special um people to help you with that purchase? I mean, how, how does that work?
1: So not really. I went through First Bank, they do what's a non-recourse loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my IRA was with New York Life and they don't do that type of stuff. So I transferred money to New Direction IRA in Louisville. And they specialize in that. Um, and it's like a 300 dollars annual fee. Like it's stupid cheap. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's really cool. I mean, they pay all of the expenses. You know, you're 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 really pretty hands off.
0: So, so you're buying the property, but you have a loan as well. I do. Yeah. Your IRA, your IRA takes out the loan.
1: Nope. So the loan was taken out by me. Mm-hmm. So I'm financially responsible for that portion of it, um, but the IRA technically owns the property. So I have full control. If I want to sell it, yeah. I can sell it. If I want to raise rent, I can raise rent. If I want to make improvements, I can make improvements. Um but yeah, it's it's a very different interesting process. It yeah. was much easier. Like I did not have to provide all my pay stubs and w2s and all of that stuff. They pretty much just needed a few months of ira statements.
0: Interesting. Did you um, um are there what kind of minimum down uh, percent down is there on something like that?
1: So this is a non-warrantable condo that I'm purchasing. Uh So that was 40%. Uh Um, and I don't know, you know, on a typical, just normal home, I'm not sure what that would be. This was kind of an interesting, um, situation. I know the renter seller was looking to sell and I snapped it up. So
0: interesting. That's very cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It's I mean, especially as business owners, if you're max funding your SEP IRA or whatever, you know, you're putting, you could be putting 50, 60 grand in there a year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had that and bought a home with it. So
0: that's very cool. So,
1: yeah, the entrepreneurship's awesome. They can, I mean, anyone in your office or your market center, or your region, there's always a resource to go to and say, Hey, how'd you do it? What roadblocks did you come into? What do I need to look out for? What's something you wish you would have done? And people are just so willing to help and so open book. Yeah, I love it.
0: Jenny, I wonder, um, what's your secret sauce for your business? I mean, what's the thing that you do better than anybody else?
1: You know, I get asked that question a lot. And I mean, first of all, like the golden rule, right? Treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be sold, right? Right. Um, And this personally was a, a challenge for me and still is but I am very much an open book yes. on Facebook there is my life story right like yes you showed my armpit with stitches in it
0: like I saw your armpit
1: all about me <laughs> um and, and it's a love hate thing right I have a lot of people who say oh well your politics and your religion and your views you're losing a ton of business and I'm like if that's the business I'm losing I don't want it yeah. I'm okay with it. I, it's more of a do as I say, not as I do. I don't advocate being overly politically outspoken, but that's, that's kind of my tribe. Um, yeah. What I hear a lot when strangers reach out to me is we've been watching you on Facebook for like a year and we love that you're convicted and you stand up for what you believe in. And we love watching the vacations you go on with your family and we feel like we know you. We feel like you're family. So come list me. Yeah. Um, and I think people want to know, like, and trust you. And a great way to do that is via social media. It really is. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And I'm I'm tenacious. My mm-hmm. first listing I ever got, they told me no, like five times. <laughs> a neighbor down the street. And they even came over and told my husband, look, we're not hiring her. We know who we're choosing. Please tell her not to come over. Yeah. And I went back over. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I got it. And I sold it, you know, so um, no, it's just not right now. There's a reason they're telling you no and you need to figure out what it is.
0: Sure. Yeah. Tell us more about your social media. I mean, I, I, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to interview you today was because I, I actually like your social media a lot.
1: Oh, um, I, I often
0: don't agree with you. Sometimes I agree with you, okay. but I often don't agree with you. And 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 I'm very much not like you on social media. I mean, I have pictures of my dog and pictures of my grandchild and and, yeah. and some food and vacations, but um I'm not controversial. When did you start? When did you I mean have you always been controversial on social media?
1: Well, and and not intentional, right? Like I, I'm just a convicted person and yeah. I think part of being a cop is I've seen so much crap that nobody should ever have to see. Yeah. And I believe in having a voice for those that don't have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I, I would never go into politics, you know, like Mark right. Solomon and I, we are completely polar opposite politically. We will yeah. be on the scene fighting with each other at 3 a.m., but yeah. I consider him a best friend. Yeah. Right. So I think it's okay to be controversial and it's okay to have discussions and debates. Just don't be a jerk. Right. So that's what I think we've gotten away from is now like, oh, you're, you vote for this. I hate you. Yeah. not Like that. I can be open-minded. I appreciate people who give me another perspective and I can think about it and make my own decision. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being controversial, it's not something I strive for. It's just this is what I believe and I want to discuss it. And yeah. honestly, the majority of my Facebook is politically aligned and they're my tribe. And so they end up being pretty good discussions. And
0: right. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I think just, you know, don't be a jerk. That's it.
0: Yeah. I think it, it's interesting. Cause you know, as somebody that's in, in a leadership role, you know, I often say to people like be Switzerland, like be neutral yeah. on everything. And then I have and then I have agents that work with me and uh, and they're super polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, if there's 350 million people on on in our country and um, and only one hundred and seventy five million of them agree with you. Right. There's a lot of business in that 175 million people, right? I mean,
1: and these people, like, I can go to dinner with them, and we can talk about politics, and we can joke, and send each other memes, and it's fun business, right? When there's people that I know are polar opposite, which I'm working with now, it it's still great. It's still a great relationship. They become friends, and probably not going to add them to my social media, right? (laughs) Probably not (laughs) someone I'll go to dinner with, yeah, um, but.
0: You know, just treat yeah. people kindly. Yeah, and I will say this about your social media. I I know people that are that are opinionated, and when you look at them expressing their opinion, you see you better agree with me or else. Yeah. And then and and when I look at yours, I see this is how I think, and I'm good with it. Yeah. And I am and I'm a decent person, and I care. Thank you you know, watching your uh, watching your recent uh, situation, and it wasn't a political situation, it was a personal situation uh, mm-hmm. involving the death of your loved one. Um, what's, you know, you had some very strong views on that and it all came back to how much you care about your people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, the fact that the suspect has been torturing our family, you yeah. know, had it been someone who, Felt bad. Realized he made a mistake. Even didn't say a word. It would have been
0: yeah. a different situation. Yeah,
1: and and, and it's that, that's that voice that I have that I
0: can't shut mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> well, and what I know about you, I think, from watching you and knowing you a little bit outside of social media as well, is if that same situation had happened with a person who was not smug about it, um, you would have. handled it very differently
1: yeah and when it first happened we chose not to sue him because he Mm -hmm. was young we prayed for him we knew it would affect his life accidents happen and i have done a 180 from that
0: yeah i get it i get it yeah um it's nice to be authentic and 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 you definitely come off as uh very authentic in your in your social media game um What's a question that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you?
1: Oh, man. Um, I am all about education. Like, I cannot tell you how many classes I take and CE credits. And I just took a week-long course by Phil Jones, exactly what to say. And there's a workbook and a certification. And anything I find that can just level me up or teach me something I am all about it. So I think that's a lot of it too is I'm typically the first one. Like years ago, I got certified in crypto real estate. Um so there's there's I'm always looking ahead, what's coming, what's changing. Yeah. How can I differentiate myself? And I think I think that's important in this field of millions of agents where people don't know who to choose. Yeah. How can I get ahead of the game? And that's just education. I do everything I can.
0: Uh, I was at, at the conference in Austin. Phil Jones spoke, and uh, t- tell tell us a little bit more about that sort of that class you just took, or was it was that a certification?
1: Yeah, it was a yeah week long. It was so intense. And Phil Jones is just a mind ninja. Like I joke, yeah. he's the only man in America whose wife can never win a fight, like guaranteed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I need, to, I need to take this class.
1: Right, he can just manipulate your mind and you know and he does it by asking questions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what if your home is still on the market this winter and it's vacant? Do you have someone who's going to come plow the snow and make sure people don't slip and fall? Right. Oh, I didn't think of that, right? Um he he just has, you know, kind of a a question tree of things that you can go through. And you're you're getting your client to really think about pros and cons and reasons why. Without you saying, "Hey, you're dumb. You need to do this," right? right. <laughs> um, and he's and- his his original book, exactly what to say. You can read it in like 45 minutes, right? And yeah. you're just like, "Oh man, this guy's a genius."
0: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. The um, it, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of rookie realtors and unsuccessful non rookie realtors. They think they're going to logic people into making good decisions, right. and they think that they think right. that everyone gets it. And and there, there's a reality here, and we say it in our KW Bold class. You know, logic makes people think, but emotions make them act. And and you just gave such a great example of, you know, painting a mental picture that causes an emotional reaction that gets a person to do the right thing. Yeah. You and know. it's
1: not me telling them what they need to do. It's me giving them more information that they might not have thought of. Right. Yeah.
0: Because we often don't think much at all. We just do. Right.
1: And these yeah. aren't really scripts. These are just questions. You yeah. know, you're scripting. And that's another thing. I have never dealt with FISBOs and expireds and cold calling. I am like the worst phone call person. <laughs> um, so, you know, it doesn't need to be scripts and it doesn't need to be hammering people. Just just think, how would you like to be treated? Yeah. Be scripted, or do you want to have things to think about to make your own decision? Right.
0: I love it. Well, Jenny, I appreciate getting to spend a little bit of time with you and I appreciate hearing a little more of your story. And I okay. wish you all the best uh, for the rest of 2023.
1: Thanks, Russ. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Thanks. Take care. Take care.